0: The Church Solutions Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Lacey,
0: and my name is Phil Thompson. It's great to have you here today. And a very quick recap here on what we do: we are JSL Solutions, and we work with churches that do streaming video, mobile apps, as well as websites, interactive websites, as well as church management tools. And Steve and I have been involved in church work for many, many years. Church, you know, we've said this before, but you know, you've been in leadership. In various boards, I've been involved in leadership and actually pastoral ministry. In fact, I'm kind of a part-time pastor for a small church here uh, in uh, the Tucson area. And we talk a lot about different subjects from tech-related subjects mostly, but we also talk about leadership things and, and ministry ministry-oriented, ministry-oriented deals because we like that. Right. And that's what we do. And part of our vision is to help churches, help pastors, help volunteers. So it's not just about the tech world. And today is is definitely no exception. Today we're going to talk about a, an issue that is not widely discussed, especially among churches. The last week or so, it's been talked about more in the world. And that, of course, has to do with the death of Robin Williams who committed suicide, who many people learned for the first time that he was battling depression, and I think bipolar disorder. And the truth is, uh, depression has really been a topic in the past that's kind of one of those things reserved for other people. But I can tell you firsthand that there are many people involved in ministry, pastors, leaders that suffer
1: from depression. Oh, yeah. And I've got... People in my immediate or near family that uh, so I have some experience with it as well uh, I think
0: if we 're all honest, we probably know somebody or maybe maybe you yourself deal with some depression issues. I actually have dealt with some depression issues which i 'll get into in a moment, but here 's one I want to say first off before we get into some of these things is that if you 're listening today and you feel like you might have an issue with depression, uh, you know listen to us for a little while here, and maybe we can help you give you some tips to maybe get some help. If you don't have a problem with depression, I'd still encourage you to listen because there are people probably within your church, uh maybe even if you're not a pastor, maybe you're a volunteer or involved in some kind of ministry, your pastor might have depression. I know at least two pastors uh here in Tucson that deal with depression. Right. In fact, I know a third one who's who's recently retired. And he was very out and open about it, uh, but yeah. so it's, and
1: it's it's a disease that doesn't discriminate. I mean, it's any age, any ethnicity, any background. It's uh, yeah. it can affect you.
0: So I'd encourage you to stick around here a little bit. You might learn something, or at least we might remind you of something that maybe uh, you can help your pastor, uh, help somebody uh, with your church in this area a little bit. So so Steve, uh, let's talk a little bit about this. We know it's a growing problem. There's been some things written, especially in the light of the Robin Williams situation. Uh, Let's talk about maybe, eh, let's talk about possible causes for
1: depression. All righty. So top of our list is spiritual warfare.
0: So spiritual warfare now again we realize we have lots of churches that that work with our company our ministry so to speak and there's a variety of different ideas depending on what church you go to depending on your background what is spiritual warfare I don't really want to get into that a whole lot but uh there is uh, I think an element out there depending on your background your belief system that uh you know what you're trying to do there's there's an opposition against uh, you in ministry, right? And and depending on again, it's a touchy subject to talk about spiritual yeah, the, warfare.
1: Yeah, the enemy doesn't want the pastors to succeed. Right. I mean, the enemy's on the other team, and they they want to use everything within their power to try to strike down the the pastor. And it's, this depression yeah. could be another tool.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, spiritual warfare is something to keep in mind. We can talk a little bit about how to overcome some of that here in a few minutes. Uh, another. Cause of depression?
1: Unrealistic
0: expectations. This is, a, I think, a big one. Uh, so for me, I, I struggled with some depression. Uh, I was a senior pastor for a while, a number of years ago, and I began to get burned out. And I began to, to, to struggle with some things. I wasn't even realizing I was dealing with depression. And By the way, as we talk about this subject today, uh, depression, there's different types, I think, of depression. There's not just a one-label-fits-everybody deal. In fact, Mm -hmm. I've struggled with some things recently, and I was was very open to you about it, and you were very gracious about it, and I went and saw a doctor, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, and my doctor felt like part of my problem was really not so much depression as it was anxiety-related issues, and so when we talk about depression, we're not talking about a one-size-fits-all deal. There can be different types and different causes and, and different ways to Handle that, right? Exactly. So, uh, so, just keep that in mind as well here. But unrealistic expectations. So, uh, demands on people, on especially pastoral people, uh, people in ministry, people. The, the the expectations are are very, very demanding and sometimes unrealistic.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times the the, the pastor will put expectations on themselves as well. Yeah. they thought, oh, I'm going to start this ministry, and it's going to, you know, me and Bill Hybels are going to be right up there at the top, and you know the real life hits you you know the average church is only what 75 people right and so there's a lot of expectations that are put on by both the congregation as well as the pastor themselves they have a a great vision and sometimes it's not immediately realized.
0: Yeah, and and I certainly I think I can deal with this a lot because I I always have high expectations of whatever it is, whatever it is I'm doing and when I helped start a church in Kansas years ago I had huge expectations and and we had you know a measure of success we also had issues that we struggled with. We actually had a church split. Uh, we actually had, you know, the usual stuff you get in church work. It's, it's a very difficult, I don't have to tell you if you're involved in listening to this podcast, you know, it's a challenging thing to work in church.
1: Yeah. And all the fingers, I mean, point back to the pastor, no matter what's going on, whether it's good or bad, you know, the pastor's ultimately responsible. And so there's a lot of pressure put on the pastor with, you know, expectations of, you know, excellence and growth and spiritual maturity and that sort of thing. And,
0: you know, in the old
1: days, you used to get maybe you'd get a letter
0: from somebody complaining or if they really had the guts, they might call you or maybe, you know, talk to you. You know, I'm talking about a critic. Somebody didn't like the way you were running the church. But today it's really expanded now with social media. Right. I mean, you can get, you know, I'm on Facebook and I see all sorts of just nasty stuff out there.
1: Oh, it's really easy for people to be very critical and... And not very, you know, kind and how they act as well.
0: Well, and they can hide behind social media. Yeah, they too. can
1: hide behind it as well. And
0: so it gets even nastier if you're talking Twitter, if you're talking uh, some other uh, social media things. And, and so all this stuff begins to add up. And and so when when the pastor or the people involved in the church leadership feel like, oh, you know, we're we're, we're we want to do this, and we see how well so and so church is doing. And, uh, you know, you get a lot of these guys that have these blogs that have just huge success stories. Um, And one of the
1: things in leadership is if you don't have a percentage of your people that are angry with you, you're not going anywhere. You're not leading. So uh, if you are leading, you're going to have some detractors yeah you 're not
0: going to you can 't keep people happy all the time you 're always no. going to have people that are not happy with decisions you make
1: right exactly and, and you, so it 's just it 's part of the job
0: yeah, you, and you just have to go forward with that
1: but again
0: when you get getting bombarded if you 're involved in in leadership and again if you 're maybe you 're not a pastor but you 've got to uh, you know keep an open ear to what we 're talking about here because your pastor or pastors they're they're subject to this stuff, and and it it does. After a while, it grates on you. Right. It, it you know it, it you get tired and things. So so unrealistic expectations are one we mentioned spiritual warfare earlier. Uh, another uh, possible cause of dealing with depression is is failure to take time away from church. Well, I tell you what, um, I'm a very driven person. I've tried to back down over the years, but when I especially when I went off and started this church. I did not take a Sunday off for two and a half years. Now, I did take some time, a few days off during the week from time to time with my family. So we weren't totally idiots here. We did take some breaks for a few days. We we were actually in Junction City, Kansas, a little town uh, in Kansas by Fort Riley Army Base. And uh, Kansas City wasn't you know about two hours away. So we would sometimes, back in those days, uh, Priceline was... Kind of out there, so we could get a, a decent hotel for Priceline, mm-hmm. go downtown Kansas City, and enjoy ourselves. And we did do that, Uh but
1: I I I spoke every single Sunday for two and a half years. Yeah, and a lot of people may think, oh, that's a good thing. You know, he's always there. He's always jumping in. It but we not. need to, yeah, we need to take a healthy attitude about about vacation. I mean, this vacations need to be mandatory. They're not. Yeah um i mean they're for the for the good of the church and for the good of the the individual is they need to go and and take a break and get away and get out of uh you know go visit another you know go out of vacation and go yeah. be sit in the pews this
0: in in
1: another church rather than being you know right. up front and, you know, I knew that, Steve, and yet
0: I didn't do it. I think part of the reason I didn't do it when I was a senior pastor was because, you know, I was trying to grow this church. Part of it was survival. You know, we're out here, we start with four families and, you know, if I don't, if we don't make it, you know, we're starving kind of a deal, which again, that's probably not even accurate either because you've got to sometimes have a little faith and confidence and not freak out. But I, I just drove myself for two and a half years and really even longer, but you know, uh, it's okay to, to not be in church for a couple of weeks, take a vacation, have somebody else take the pulpit, uh, and and that was something that I didn't do, which I think down the ways, led to me getting more burned out. And and it, it and and then the other thing too is, and while we're on this subject, we got some time here. Uh, after about seven years of doing this and going through all sorts of things for me, uh, I I actually had. a possibility to come back to Tucson, which eventually I did take. Uh, But uh, I did meet with some guys that I was working with. I was smart enough to have at least two or three guys that were involved in ministry from other churches and were Mm -hmm. older, and I could trust them. And I talked to them about what I was dealing with. And their suggestion was, why don't you just take a sabbatical? And my thought was, how am I going to do that? I mean, you know, how long? Well, you know, somebody said a year and you don't have to take a year sabbatical. You can take a maybe six months or even three months. But I basically rejected it. And now if I had to go back to do it all over again, I mean, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at now. We went through some stuff coming back here. But but I mean, probably I should have taken their advice and taken some kind of a sabbatical. And again, some of you are listening, going, "Oh, you know, how can you do that?" You know, and well, there's ways to do it, and one of the ways would be to talk about your leadership team, which we'll right. get into in a
1: little right. bit. Right? You want to, if you're but, part of the leadership team, you need to, you know, understand these things and recognize them and bring, right. bring these issues forward. Yeah. And so that's that's yeah, that's one of them as well as you want to plan. For sabbatical.
0: And 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 again, you know, I, again I uh, sitting in the seat of a pastor for years, I understand that when you when you go to talk to your leadership team that hey, I'm having problems here, I'm feeling depressed or something's not right, that makes you extremely vulnerable. And and uh you know, you're open to you know, well there there may be some people on your leadership team that aren't exactly crazy about some of the decisions you've made in the past, and so this could potentially give them you know ammunition to whatever get rid of you or do something it's a risk and right. that's what a lot of guys why they don't talk about it but the truth is you've got to you've got to talk about it to somebody and uh, if you're not happy if your leadership team or you're not comfortable with that at least go to somebody that you can trust maybe outside the church and begin the process in that manner right But again, you've got to step out and you've got to begin to do these things. Otherwise, uh, it's not a good, the end result is is not very good. So taking some time, if you don't take some time away from church, uh, at least on a regular basis to some degree, uh, you're setting yourself up for even worse situations. All right. So next on our list, marriage and family problems. Well, that can lead to depression and some other issues. If you're trying to lead a church, you're involved in leadership in a church, uh it it is um it's really challenging when you have some family issues because again there's this stigma of well I'm the pastor you know I need to make it you know I need to look like I've got everything together mm-hmm. and that's just not reality uh, i i know again we're listening to there's lots of different people from different churches listening to us but the truth is we're all humans
1: exactly. we all
0: have issues our you know our kids are not going to be these perfect little angels uh, you know, there's these things about well, if you just raise a child in the way they should go, they'll be perfect. And and there's a little more to that scripture. You know, it's been vastly, I think,
1: misinterpreted. But we won't get into that. But family issues, yeah, and and real. the the role of the pastor will also tend to com- compound these problems as well. And that you're focusing on your church family, and which pulls you away from your own family. So there's, you know, it's, it's, it can become an issue where you're, you know, it's tied into not taking a break and just being so involved with your, with your church that your family's going to suffer, which is going to lead to some problems within your own family. Right. So it really does. And so you've got to have the courage here
0: to, you know, look at your family situation. And if it needs some extra time, you may need to take some time off and, and help your family. I mean, uh, in my situation, my wife was having some extreme physical problems. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and in that she actually has had some depression issues in the past. And so when you talk about physical issues on top of, you know, so maybe dealing with some depression, it makes matters worse. And, and so, uh, uh again, uh it's a handful
1: yeah, if you're trying to lead a church. And seeking out a Christian counselor is, is you know, it's one thing you're going to recommend from the pulpit. You need to, you yeah. know, take that advice for yourself. I know the pastors I've served under have done that, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're not ashamed of saying, right. yeah, we have met with Christian counselor for our wedding, you know, for our mm-hmm. marriage, and... And it's been very helpful. So,
0: yeah, exactly. And that's part of the, you know, you touched on it, Steve. There's a shame factor that we've just got to get over this uh, because, you know, again, there's people in the congregation that go, no, you know, he's having to seen a counselor, you know, but uh, again, you've got to put yourself, you've got to put your family first. I mean, that's the really, I mean, it's God and family in the church. And, you know, I said that for years, but I didn't do it. Uh, Not because I was trying to be deceitful or anything. I just I believed in putting God, family, you know, and church down the roadways, but for some reason church always yeah. popped up. Sometimes the, the urgent
1: uh yeah. overwhelms the important. Yep. It really so. does. Yes. So the next one is uh financial strains. That's
0: another one that, that could be a possible cause of, of depression and anxiety here. And again, if you're listening to this, if you're a pastor, uh, hopefully, you know, try to be honest with some of these things. If you're not a pastor, uh, be sensitive to the, the pastor you have or the leadership team you have, because financial things are very stressful. It's stressful just in my life, period. And, and then when you're pastoring and you're dealing with your own income
1: as well as the income of the church, right, right, it's challenging. Yeah, and plus pastors' income are not at the top of the pay scale, typically. So most of them are not. So there's you know there's a strain there, and if the average church is only seventy five individuals, there's going to be some you know financial challenges.
0: It's a tough issue, and uh, again, you know, a, a lot of people involved in pastoral work, they love people, they're all about people, but they're not always great when it comes to handling. Money or details and and that's a struggle because okay, you're making money to some degree, may not be as much as you want or as much as you maybe need to have, and then you couple that with the fact that there's not a lot of skill set for some pastors in handling their money it just mm-hmm. it they're they're not it's just they're again they're focused on other areas they're not maybe gifted in that uh, you need to maybe again you talk about counselor there are some people out there, financial counselors that can help. Uh, and again, you've got to get over the stigma of you know, well, this he can't even take care of his own household. Well, you know, everybody has weak weak areas and weaknesses, so just get some help.
1: Right.
0: Uh, but it's not easy because you're dealing with all these other things. Uh, right. There's there's a, a thing out there uh, that you know, well, you're the pastor, so you should you know be able to do that. So yeah, financial strains. So be sensitive to that, folks. And uh, be sensitive to, to the
1: struggles they have.
0: So uh, here's another one that's, I think, real big.
1: Oh, yeah. And this is comparing or the problem of comparison yeah. where you're, you know, you've got the church and there's a church down the street that's uh, maybe doing better than your church. And or you know you know you socialize or, or get together or uh, fellowship with other pastors, mm-hmm. and you see you know, you're inevitably going to come across some pastors that are doing much better in their ministry yep. than you are. Yep. Yeah. It comparison is never a healthy thing,
0: uh, whether you're doing ministry comparison or job stuff or secular things. Comparison is not a good thing. And again, we touched on this a little earlier. With so much of the social media out there, and and all the stuff that you know, some of these successful guys are putting out, and a lot of it's good stuff. A lot of it's good material. There's a tendency to say, "Well, okay, I've got to be like these guys. Why can't we get to the level?"
1: Yeah, they so- yeah, so- how so- did have. yeah they got to that level doing this? Why, why am I not getting to that level? Yeah.
0: And I've worked with you know, I've worked with pastors. That that struggle with that all the time. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's like, gosh, you know, why why is it working for them and not working for me? And and we've you know, and being part of a pastoral team, we've struggled with that together. And we've even gone to conferences, and and this is what this guy's doing, and
1: it's working, right? Seems to be working, right? So this contribute to your depression as well, especially if you go. Yeah, you know, well, why are they doing so much better than me? Because well, it must be me. Right. You know, I must have some problem that,
0: uh, yeah. And it may not be you at all. It, the truth is it's a different circumstance. It could be a, you're in a different part of the country. You've got, there's all many different factors. Why some stuff works for some guys in different parts of the world and other stuff doesn't seem to work, Right? you know, for what we're trying to do. And there's just so many different factors involved. And, uh, so, yeah, it's it's a struggle out there. Uh, and then uh, so uh, the other problem, I don't have this. I printed up some notes here real quick the other day. But one of the things is when you're dealing with depression and anxiety things, uh, some of it could simply be uh, physiological stuff that you're dealing with. I mean, it, it may not be a lot of these factors we talked about at all. It could be uh, you've got a chemical imbalance. Oh, yeah. And and this is where the controversial, more controversy here, as we're talking about it, is medication many times can help. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and so, but again, we're dealing with a stigma of, well, if I take meds, you know, I'm weak or somebody finds out about this, you know, I mean, oh, it's yeah. still a stigma today. Oh, yeah. It's,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm a, I can attest to this as well. I mean, we're going to roll into these are some of the causes. And you know that's definitely one of the causes you just, you can have a you know a chemical imbalance. I know that some people very close to me have gone through this, and after seeking help and getting medication, they're completely great so yep. completely on or at the... least
0: approved uh, it's, 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 some medications are a struggle because as we mentioned earlier, it's not a one size fits all deal, and so I've been on different medications, nothing right. major but
1: Oh yeah yeah uh, that's true.
0: I've been things on pro I've done prozac. I know pastors on Prozac or something like that. There's variations of that. Uh, I'm actually on a medication now, which is not so much for depression as it is more of a more of an anxiety thing, which I think has helped me. But when you talk about medication, there are side effects uh which you know uh, and i I remember years ago before I was even dealing with a lot of this stuff. Personally, I would work with people that were on medication, and they'd get off their medication. They'd stop taking it, and and sometimes they feel like, well, God healed me, uh, or whatever. But then eventually, the problem would resurface again. Well, why are you off your medication? Well, I don't like the side effects, and there are side effects to some medications. Oh yeah. So you you you've got to try to find the one. This is the frustrating thing for somebody dealing with depression, anxiety. The frustration is. Uh, you know, what is it I can do to, to get better and, and what kind of medi- medication has the least amount of side effects or at least seems to help me. And sometimes you have to try three or four of them.
1: Yeah, it may take a while. So we're getting into the, you know, how do you, seeking help and, and offering some solutions here. Right. But, the, you know, the first one is that you want to seek some medical help. And it may take some time. I know just based on my experience with uh, people very close to me, it's not, you know, it, it isn't uh, a black and white situation where they say, "Oh, you've got this; you take this, and you're fine." You know, I've got a headache; I take an aspirin; I'm good. So, you may go through some. You're working with your doctor, experiment through some you know different medications and what's going to work and what doesn't going What isn't going to work?
0: And uh, you know, I, I'll just give you a quick example. I when I was back in Kansas, uh, just I was going through a lot of stress and and kind of a burnout, and uh, uh, I actually went to a psychiatrist who I really liked. And, uh, he prescribed uh, something to me and it actually made it worse. <laughs> it actually got, I got worse. I actually started feeling kind of suicidal. Uh, I wasn't exactly going to get aggressive with it, but I just kind of thought, you know, life would just be so much better if I just didn't live anymore. You know, it was kind of more as a passive suicidal thought. And, uh, so I told him about that. He says, okay, we can we get get you off this. We're going to try something else and and i realize people listening to this thing may be totally against medication and if that's your feelings on it then fine but i would encourage you to keep an open mind to it because i did find some stuff that's kind of helped me a little bit and i most of the time, I, I'm doing pretty well. A lot of my issues are circumstantial. But again, some physiological stuff has nothing to do necessarily with circumstances. It's just you have a chemical imbalance. Right. So seeing and, a and medical this doctor. Is, yeah, and this is some really
1: serious stuff as well. Is. I mean, as I was telling you before we started recording, I've got a, a nephew that at 24, 25 years old committed suicide. So he's suffering from depression and didn't seek mm-hmm. the help that he needed. And I've just got um a new member of our family that has someone close in their family that committed suicide just a few years ago, oh, wow. so very recent so this is a very serious thing right and you you know you don't want to take it lightly you want to make sure that you're seeking that they're seeking medical- you know advice and getting you know a doctor's input on this yeah.
0: So it's very important to, to do that. So seeking some medical attention, and you know, it could start maybe seeing a good counselor. Uh, and again, you know, uh, there's good Christian counselors out there. Uh, you don't. I don't necessarily think you have to see a Christian counselor per se, but somebody that's very sensitive to the to this issue, and and either can point you in the right direction. Most counselors can't prescribe meds, but they can. Uh, you know, a psychiatrist can, or a medical doctor can. And so, uh, you know, I like, I, like I told you earlier in, the, in this podcast, I was going through some things a few months ago, and I went and saw my doctor, and uh, it, it did help. You know, right. I'm glad I did that. So it was a tendency not to, but I decided yeah. I should.
1: So uh, under the seeking help and offering solutions, you know, number one is get get to your doctor and and or to a counselor. Right. The next would be that our pastors need our prayer and support. Yeah. You know?
0: It's it's you know what that that helps a lot when you know that there are people praying for you. And again, if you're a pastor and you're dealing with this, I'm not saying you have to broadcast it to the entire congregation. I'm not saying that. But you might you know, let some people that are, you know, you trust know about this and uh you know, prayer and support really means a lot, especially when you know somebody's praying for you, you know somebody cares. You know, there's the emotional support can go a long way. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah. And you're going to, I mean, this is a, a, a given no matter what, no matter what's going on. You want to pray for the leadership within your church. Right. And, you know, and within your country and, and as well, yeah. but especially for the leadership within your church.
0: Yeah. Because no matter what's of going
1: pressure. on, yeah, there are under a lot of
0: pressure. And then, speaking about this, as somebody involved in ministry, uh, whether you're a pastor or a volunteer or whatever, really make sure that you have set aside some quiet time. Again, I just would encourage you to do it every day. I mean, there was a survey out recently, a study that said most pastors don't pray or Most most of them don't pray very much. And it's not that we don't believe in prayer. It's just that, again, we're so busy chasing our tails that we try to pray, but it kind of gets on a back burner, Uh, especially if you're real, driven you know so you've got to schedule some time and i i talked about this in a podcast when you were on vacation uh, about really spending some time to de-stress mm-hmm. and setting up something in your day every day where you have a little bit of time of prayer meditation scripture reading where you can kind of de-stress for a little decompress bit decompress and decompress yeah. de-stress uh and, and kinda it's a stress buster, I think I called it on one of the podcasts we've got here. So yeah. Yeah, that I, was
1: actually an, an a incentive for an app idea you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, well. I
0: got an app idea for that. We may develop it. I don't know. Uh so yeah, prayer supports encouraging, spending some time to pray. And and we touched on this earlier, Steve, we're about out of time here. Make you know make sure your pastor gets some time off every year. If you're a pastor, make sure you uh, figure out a way to initiate that, and if you're on a leadership team, really encourage Hold your them. Hold
1: them accountable to yeah. adhere to the yeah. mandatory vacation time yeah, away. Thing. Exactly, and and uh, we're almost out of time. We we met we talked about how
0: financial pressures can be very difficult on a pastor. Uh, if you're uh, on a leadership team, you know, really kind of make sure your pastor is being taken care of, right, financially. And if you can't, if you don't have the extra money, maybe you can do some other things uh, that would help with your pastor and his family. So we're out of time here. Uh, Check us out on iTunes. We're on iTunes under Church Solutions Podcast. You can uh, give us a review. That would be wonderful. We'd love to hear your feedback even on this topic. Uh, Tell us what you think about it. Maybe you can add to it. Maybe you feel like you're off the wall on this one. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know. And if you've got some issues with depression, uh, or maybe you think you might, or you know somebody that might, and they need some help, uh, we can Possibly, hopefully, point you in the right direction, just send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv. So we're out of time. Steve, thanks for spending some time with me today and with our, our audience talking about this sensitive subject. It's great being here. All right, folks, you guys have yourself a great day. We will catch you next time on another edition of Church Solutions Podcast.